The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Career Day on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to learn about the skills accumulated and the lessons learned from a great SEO throughout the various stops on his career. Joining us for Career Day is an SEO who was recently named the Search Marketer of the Year by Search Engine Land. John Lincoln is the co-founder and CEO of Ignite Visibility, which is a digital marketing agency that offers a suite of services, including earned and paid media campaign optimization, website development, and creative design. Prior to his role leading Ignite Visibility, John's also a teacher at UC San Diego. And prior to his current roles, John was a columnist for Inc. and Entrepreneur Magazine and also an SEO consultant. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's our interview with co-founder and CEO of Ignite Visibility, John Lincoln. John, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you here. Uh, it's an exciting time for us. This is the first time we're doing a Career Day episode. and I'm excited to be kicking it off with the Search Engine Marketer of the Year. Uh, before we talk about your career, tell us about what it takes and, and what is it like to be named the Search Marketer of the Year? Yeah, absolutely. So Search Marketer of the Year is an award given by Search Engine Land, and it's uh, it's a really cool award. It's great that Search Engine Land has these awards that they do for our industry, for search engine optimization and for digital marketing. And, you know, it's just, uh, we all work so hard. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So that is one of their awards. You know, it's really just an award for somebody who has achieved something somewhat remarkable in, in the industry. 
And uh, there's been a lot of other people who have won it as well. I won it in 2017. And I think a big part of that was because I created SEO the Movie, which was a documentary film where we got all these really smart people that do an SEO longer than I have, like Danny Sullivan and Barry Schwartz and Rand Fishkin and, and quite a few others together and we created this very cool documentary. And then in addition to that, you know, I've been an SEO consultant and doing digital and on some level for about 16 years. I've been a director at a couple other agencies before starting Ignite Visibility six years ago. And you know, we're a two-time Inc. 5000 company now and you know we're, we're ranked as you know the top company on Clutch and stuff like that. So it was a lot of things come together. But really in a nutshell, you just basically put together a submission for yourself pitch yourself to be, you know, search marketer of the year, male or female. There's there's two categories and uh, hope you win and tell them why why you think you should win and there, there's some criteria around that as well. So well, I'm 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 excited for you. I'm excited to have you as the first guest on our career day segment and I want to talk to you about your career path. Let's start off at the beginning and talk about how you got into SEO. What was your foray into this industry? Yeah, so I always have been like really, really excited about business and entrepreneurialism and starting a company. So that kind of led me into digital marketing a little bit. But really, I, I was I was at this um, magazine. It was called Biz San Diego Magazine, which is no longer around. And, and this was back in you know two thousand six, two thousand seven. And they had hired me on to be an intern. I kind of worked my way up to being a director of online communications there, you know, managing quite a few people at a very young age. But I was working and in, in kind of managing the online side, and we had to find a way to get traffic. And what happened is I was publishing uh, about an article a week. And I was realizing that there wasn't much traffic coming in. And then I started you know, trying to go after a couple keywords I wanted that article to rank for. And then I realized when I started optimizing it for things around news, I would get a big spike, right? So if it was relevant to the news, I'd get a big spike in traffic. Then after that, I started realizing that there were certain terms that were evergreen content. So things that would be around for a while and, and got in that way. And then after I did that for a while, I realized that if I did more than one article a week, if I did two and three, and then eventually before I knew it, I was doing 10 articles a day and optimizing every single one of them. And we were scaling this little San Diego publication like crazy and getting them tens of thousands of visitors a month. So that got me really excited. And that was a while ago. And then since then, I mean, I've been doing similar stuff, but tweaking it and getting more technical and, and international and local and all that. So it's kind of snowballed into my career today. That's interesting. So you had some early success in SEO as the industry was still developing. And it sounds like some of the things that you realized were what are the differences in the types of content focusing on news content and evergreen. You built a couple strategies around how to get those. And also that, you know, the more content you publish and the more related it is, that kind of raises the the water level. So the rising tide raises all boats. Um, as you moved from your early career into some of your other experiences, you moved away from working at the Biz San Diego magazine into a more agency role. Tell me a little bit about what drove you into uh, the agency space. Yeah. So 
at that magazine, you know, I was finishing up my MBA, worked at that magazine, and then and there I really developed this whole bottle, right, for SEO. And it was more the publishing side. You create a bunch of content, you optimize it, you scale it, you share it through social. That was right when Twitter came out. You also send out that same content through email that develops thought leadership, using everything to create content and then promote it. Create content, promote it, right? That's when AdWords was was kind of, you know, really starting to get big. You know, using all those things together. So develop this digital marketing program there. And we were pretty darn successful. Then what happened is, and the reason that company's not around, it was a scary time. And for anybody listening, you know, recessions are a big deal, right? So the recession hit and that company ended up being no longer around. And I jumped to become a marketing manager from there. And I became a marketing manager at this telecom company. And I stayed there for a year. And I was in charge of their SEM. I was in charge of their SEO. I was in charge of their social media, their email marketing, kind of similar stuff. Starting to do studies, kind of cool PR stuff, a lot of um, landing page testing, you know, getting into conversion rate optimization, all that really fun stuff. And, and did that for a year and had a lot of fun. It was up at Encinitas out here in San Diego. So... I had the chance to surf a little bit, work a little bit, and then, you know, kind of reached a point there where, you know, it, I'm a very super motivated guy. And um, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast are too. I just wanted to keep growing. So then I took a director role at an agency that was a pretty decent sized agency and a, a, a pretty well known one. And I, I just wanted to make more of an impact. And that's why I love agencies. You know, you get to work with, so many clients at once. You get to see so many different types of businesses, meet all these different people. It's just a blast. And there's usually a, a nice youthful energy, you know, high pace. And that really fit my personality. Now, it doesn't fit everybody's personality. But for me, it, you know, it couldn't be more fun. And uh, I've been in agencies ever since. And so you know, that was back in around 2010. So I've been in agencies uh, for eight years now. So it's interesting to me that you started off, you know, developing a set of skills based around SEO and and content production as well. And then when you moved into the agency side, it sounds like you had a broad set of experience that wasn't just focused on SEO. Is am I getting this right? You know, it sounds like you've worked on multiple other marketings or has SEO always been the primary driver of your career? No, SEO has definitely not been. I, I was I was really general marketing, you know, I mean a business MBA kind of guy and then general general marketing and then, you know, moved kind of in digital. I was in digital in the earth like since there was digital, right? And so I've got a lot of experience in that. But SEO even though I was hired to be a director of SEO at a, at a SEO company, I was not super technical SEO when I started. But mm -hmm. what I did do is I studied technical SEO every day and every night for six months. And I would, when I had a two hour commute to work and a two hour commute back, and I would listen to every single blog post on SEO, I would play a blog post through an audio thing that I had on my phone. And I taught myself everything that you could learn about technical SEO. And then I got really into it after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're developing your skills as an SEO sort of on the fly at learning the technical side. Talk to me a little bit about... You mentioned the, the pace of an agency was something you like. You went from being an in-house SEO. Uh, you, I guess your, your title was the Director of Online Communications, but you were doing SEO 
to being in an agency, what do you see as the difference between the responsibilities and the work that you're doing, contrasting being in-house and then being at an agency? That's a great question. Um, first, I, I think you know it's important to point out that for SEO, there's a lot of different fields in SEO. So there's international, there's kind of the content marketing side, which I was doing more of and before I became a director. Then I got really into technical SEO for large enterprise websites, like sites with hundreds of millions of visitors a month. And then there's local SEO as well. And you know, there's lead generation, there's e-commerce, there's news, there's branding, and then there's FAQ sites. So there's a lot of different types of SEO. So you asked me, you know, how different was my job as a marketing manager uh, opposed to, you know, being in an agency and, and what the roles were like. So the difference is when I was in-house, I was working on the same website all day, the same couple sites. They had a few sites. And in that you know, is good in some ways because you get to just focus 100% on one thing. But I have to tell you, for me personally, I, I was pretty bored. I, I really was pretty bored. And so it wasn't a great fit for me. Now, on the other side, on the agency side, I would work on between 8 and 30 different clients, right? That's a, that's a pretty good amount. But I was always, you know, I was learning so much from all the different sites. I was able to bring things from different industries to other other industries. I was able to use innovative strategies across a variety of different business principles. I learned about e-commerce, lead gen, news. I was working with huge, well-known clients, big ones like Fox and, and, and USA Today, you know, all the way down to smaller clients. So there's a there's a huge difference, and you know when you're in an agency and you're just in a department, you're going to focus mostly on what that department does. So since I was I was the head of SEO and social media, I did more of that than when I was at in house when when I was also responsible for a lot of SEM and, and conversion rate optimization and email marketing. So that's kind of the difference. But I do think that even if you are in an agency, it's very important you understand all the different channels that contribute to digital. And you can speak to those. But the day-to-day is, is much more general. You kind of wear like all the different hats in-house usually, especially at a business between like 5 and, and, and $20 million. When it, when it gets bigger, you get more resources. And then in an agency, you're, you're, you're more specific, but working with more clients. Yeah, it seems to me that the challenge going from being in-house, you're, you mentioned you're working on one site, you're going really deep into the details and you're kind of familiar with everything happening with one or a couple of properties, as opposed to an agency, you get more reps and you get more exposure to different types of businesses and different types of brands. How much is it a challenge to keep all of the various brands and needs uh separate and then also keep track of everything that's going on. Tell me a little bit about managing multiple clients when you're working with a a heavy agency workload. Yeah. So our company, Ignite Visibility, we have one of the lowest client to employee ratios in the industry. So we're really well staffed. And and that's a huge differentiator for us. But if you go to the wrong agency, you could have 100 clients. You could have 50 clients. If if you deal with the same size of clients that, that we have here, and you go to one of our, our competitors or somebody else, you probably would have 50 to 100% more clients. And um, me, as coming from the account management background, I, I really make sure that doesn't happen to staff here and they're not overloaded. 
So, you know, you got to watch out for that. But I'll give you a tip. You know, it's, it's really important to do things like reach out to every client every day, let them know that you're working on their stuff and just give them a quick update. Make a list of the things that, that you have. So a list and then just go down and one, two, three, four, five, you know, what, what, what are the priorities I'm working on today? Um, you've got to have great communication. You've got to be willing to set up meetings on your own, even if you're not a, a director, you know, and so there's a lot that goes into that and it, and it can be kind of fast paced. But on the other end, if you're on an agency and you're in the premium, premium market, for example, if you have a, a million dollar client, you might only be working on that client. So it really matters how big the clients are. So for example, if you have a million dollar client, you're probably just working on on that. If you have a hundred thousand dollar client, you're probably going to be on somewhere between you know five and or, or twenty, depending on um, the agency. And if if it's a thousand dollar a month or five hundred dollar a month client, you're going to be on you know a hundred of them probably, right? And there's whole all different systems for the different levels of the market that you're you're serving. And so for the people listening to this who are interested in careers, that's really important. The agency that you want to work at should relate to the size of the market you want to work in. So if you're interviewing for a job and they tell you you're going to be on 100 clients or 50 clients, that means that you're going to be in lower market. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just means you're going to be working with smaller businesses. There's some great businesses that serve the lower market. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're on you know, 5 to 25 clients or something like that, you're probably going to be more mid-market. And then, you know, premium is you're on just one client, right? You're just working on Nike, you know, for example, or something like that. And you're on a 15-person team. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how all those things break down. And it's important for people to understand that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, understanding the systems and understanding what type of workload you're going to have is important for making sure that you can keep everything organized. I also think as SEOs are considering their career pathing, if you want broad exposure to many different types of business. You can go work down market and get lots of reps. Mm -hmm. If you want to be specialized and work on one specific facet of SEO, go premium and and get deep with a, a major client. So that's something for people that are in the agency world to consider in terms of how to develop their career. Somewhere along the line, as you were working in an agency, I noticed that you started becoming a columnist for multiple different properties. I mentioned that you were a columnist for Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur. You've done some writing for Search Engine Land, Marketing Land. Talk to me about you know managing the agency workload, and then you know why did you decide to become an author and a content creator outside of your let's call it your day job? Yeah, um, I just I love this stuff. I mean, for me, it's just about being an expert in the field and. And enjoying the field, I, I believe digital marketing is the perfect mix of analytics and creativity. It's the way that I contribute, right? And so, um, what happened is I read this book by Tony Robbins back when I was 25, and kind of plotted, which I, I really recommend you guys also check out. It's uh, it's basically a book that allows you to kind of plot your life and and how you're going to do things in your life and. It's called um, Awaken the Giant Within, and it's by Tony Robbins. And there's also another really good one called The Power to Shape Your Destiny. Those two are amazing, and I would recommend you check out both of them. And Tony Robbins is a client of ours and uh, a really important client, and I absolutely love his stuff. So I was 25, and I read this book, 
it, it helped me kind of define my purpose, which is to help other people through digital marketing. And I've stayed focused on that through business. And um, it's been a great thing. And I'm still happy I made that decision today. But I've stayed very, very focused in it. You know, I basically decided at that time, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to start a business and then some other personal stuff as well. And I plotted it all out with the timeline. And I did it, right? So I started really putting myself out there. I decided I wasn't going to hold back. I decided I wasn't going to care what people think. I, I wasn't going to be afraid. And and back then, even then, and, and even when I was at this other telecom company um, where I was a marketing manager, I really started blogging. So I realized the power of blogging and putting myself out there and content creation and I've really been doing that ever since. And I wrote this book called Digital Influencer. Basically, what it allows you to do is find out how to be an influencer in your industry. And I'm not the biggest guy in digital marketing or anything like that. I know that. But um, I have been able to get a, a decent following and, and publish just a ton of content. So I'm a writer for Inc. and Entrepreneur. And I got an article on Forbes yesterday. And search engine land and marketing land, and you know our YouTube's got you know twenty thousand followers from from the videos we do. I've got a book and two movies out, and I just I think when you do that, you know you bring value to the world in some ways, and then you also get to attract clients and great employees to work with, and um, it's just something that I really enjoy. So I, I recommend anybody listening to this start your own site, right? Start a blog, start start a start a social media, and, and just kind of kind of get going in your industry, right? Start putting stuff out there and, and start kind of learning your voice. And don't just know that like over time, you're going to get better and better and it's eventually going to lead to something. And and if anything, at least it just helps you work things out in your mind as far as how you want to work with clients and things you want to recommend and, and stuff like that. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I understand the point of, you know, creating your own personal brand and honing your voice and creating content. What I'm interested in hearing about the publications that you work on are high profile, well-trafficked publications. How did you start the relationships to be able to get published in Entrepreneur Inc.? Forbes, are you doing cold outreach to 
you know, editors or networking? What's the relationship and process look like there to get into some of those publications? Yeah, a lot of people ask me that. That's um that's a tricky one. So here's here's what you gotta do. You gotta start somewhere, right? So I started out with my own blog and then I found a couple other places that would let me guest blog and started building a portfolio, started growing a social following, and then eventually, you know, I was big enough for search engine land. And that was in 2010, right? And then search engine land led to me being able to write to at the next place and the next place and the next place as far as you know, I could pitch them, I could show them what I've done, and then they would allow me to get in. But these big publications, I mean, they are total gatekeepers. I'll tell you a funny story. So I was pitching one of the publications. It was Entrepreneur. And I had really, really wanted to write for them. And uh, the editor says, you know, really, you're not good enough. I don't think you can be a I'm, I'm a fine writer. I'm just as good as the next guy, right? But, you know, did, didn't want me to write there type of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I eventually found something that he was really interested in. You know, he's really interested in American Ninja Warrior. And I sent him a gift for American Ninja Warrior. And he really, really appreciated it. And um, it helped us develop a relationship. And, you know, he had written an article on American Ninja Warrior and then he got a water bottle on an American Ninja Warrior that I had sent him. And then that, you know, we kind of just kind of hit it off from there. So sometimes with these editors, you really got to put yourself in in their shoes. They are getting bombarded by thousands of people a day who want to write. And they do not want to pay attention to you. They are super busy. I was an editor before. I, I, I couldn't... And it was a very small magazine. And I could... I couldn't keep the PR people away just to get work done, right? So the pitch is really important and then follow up and then showing you really care and doing something to go above and beyond would make a big difference to to write for some of those publications. But long story short, you got to pitch them and you got to do something that's unique. Never underestimate the value of a well-branded water bottle. <laughs> Never do it. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> good good pro tip there. Uh, at some point, you know, you're working at an agency you're a columnist. You've also become a teacher at UC San Diego and started your own agency. Talk to me about the timeline there and what are you doing today? Yeah. So I started um, Ignite Visibility back in 2013. And we did it you know, with a, with a real clear mission to basically offer best-in-class services in the industry and then use our profits to reinvest in client success employee success in the community, right? So all those three things kind of work together. So over the last, um, now going on six years, we've been a two-time Inc. 5000 company the last two years, and we should be again this year. And um, we've grown our revenues a lot, and we're really getting into... We're, we're near a $10 million company. But for me, it's just... I just want to keep doing amazing work for clients, be proud of what we're doing here, be experts in the field, be incredibly innovative, and just keep bringing passion to work every day. And now, you know, I have so much love for all of our employees and our clients and everything. I'm just very happy to be what I'm doing right now and just living, you know, this this life. And um, you know, I think you know, growth will come as a result of us just kind of enjoying what we're doing. So no, no major plans. You know, that's that's anything crazy. I do have a new book coming out very soon that's going to be on some really cool digital marketing stuff on forecasts and things like that. So that'd be something to keep an eye out for. So as you moved on from working at an agency to founding an agency, 
I'm interested in hearing about what the experience like was going from, you know, being a functional area operator doing client management to being the head honcho. Um, you know, how did you make the transition from SEO operator to account manager to agency owner? And just give us your perspective on that career path and what other SEOs need to know if they're trying to follow a similar career path. Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say it's it's really, really, really hard. And I know a lot of people who have failed at it. In fact, tons of people who are really smart, who I highly respect, who have not been able to pull it off for one reason or another. Um, I would give a lot of credit to my biz, business partner, Chris Coffrin, who is, you know, I'm an MBA, he's a JD. And he really knew the business side a lot, like the HR stuff and accounting and and sales, you know, and, and stuff like that is not really my thing, right? I mean, I, I'm okay at it, but you know, he's better, right? And so the two of us working together, that was really good. I will say the first two years of starting a business are are really trying, you know, you have to get clients, you have to maintain your current clients, you have to start setting up all this invoicing stuff you even think about. Um, you go from a, what would be um, a, a just a really an easy job and where you're working in a field and having a blast, uh, you know, at least for me, you know, working with some of the biggest clients and just doing great work to starting at ground zero from home, you know, I had a puppy in a laundry basket next to me, you know, while I'm, while I'm taking client calls and trying not to have them bark. And, uh, you don't know when your next paycheck's coming in, or even if you're going to get one and, and all that. So, but you know, the good news is, is that I'm pretty good at what I do. And uh, so is he. And I had a really good plan for um, setting up a meeting every day for doing outreach People were you pretty regularly wanting to work with me, anyways, back then. So people would come to me who needed stuff, and basically, I just started with one client who was a family friend, uh, twenty five hundred dollars a month, and I worked so hard on that client and and made sure that he had a huge return. He had he was up over four hundred percent year over year on the first year, and he's been up fifty percent year over year every year since our first year, and he's still currently a client and one of our biggest clients. So when you start on your own, you've got to do great work. You've got to build a portfolio. You're starting from scratch. It's going to be a long haul and it's going to be a lot of work. And you know, you really got to have the right energy and mentality to want to do it. And you've got to have stamina too. So those are a couple of things to think about if you if you really do want to try to start an agency. I would say it's more competitive now, you know, than than it's been, just because a lot of people are doing it. Um, but the agencies that are bigger and experts and kind of the mid market are, are the ones I think a lot more clients are going to. I think they're kind of starting to step away from the freelancer, you know, one two person thing. So it might be even harder now today than it was when I started, unfortunately. So. Yeah, I think the big takeaway for me listening to your story, both in terms of how you've worked your way into um, being a columnist for some of the publications that you write for, and also your approach to developing your client list and the, the nascent stages of running your agency is, you know, cultivating the relationships that are around you is really important. And as you take over the, the mantle of leadership when you're running your own agency, there's a lot that you need to do outside of the SEO work. And a lot of that has to do with building and maintaining relationships. And 
you know, for in-house marketers, that's something you have to do as well. You're working with your cross-functional partners. But in your case, you know, you got to hit the pavement and, and build the relationships. And you start with the people that are closest to you and you just, you know, find a way to meet more people and, you know, sign more clients and continue to focus on driving excellent results. But just speaking from personal experience, when you're branching out on your own, you know, start with the people that you have the closest relationship with as your business development targets, and and they will lead you towards the direction you should be headed. Yeah, that was really well said. I couldn't agree with you more. And um, I would imagine you've got some great experience there too. I mean, you start with friends and family, you know, you start marketing to your friends and family, they're the ones on your email list. And you just kind of grow from there and everything just, you know, business is all about scale. So find out what's working and then and then scale it in a manageable way. And that's, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Uh, so as you look back on your career, tell us what advice you have for some of the younger SEOs who might want to head down the career path of starting their own agency? What's the what's the headline that they need to hear to understand some of the challenges you face and how to overcome them? If you want to start your own agency, you need to be prepared to, you know, just work incredibly hard. I, I would say don't do it until you're ready. I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is that people will try to do it before they're ready. I mean, you really need some good experience to to even think about doing something like that. You need a prospect to look at you as being a, an older person who's credible. I mean, age isn't everything or anything like that, but you know, somewhat established. You need to look like you have your stuff together. And so, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing I would say is be happy where you're at and get as much experience as you can. And I would also say the grass is not always greener if you start your own agency. It's definitely not. I mean, there's a lot of huge challenges that come along with it. But if you do want to start it, and once you have enough experience, and once you feel like you're good, and you understand the business side, you know the first thing you need to do is create a business plan, right? So how are you going to be different than everybody else out there in the market? And there's a lot of people in the market. Are you going to be web dev? If you are going to be web dev, are you going to be Shopify? Are you going to be WordPress? Are you going to be Volusion? Are you going to be big commerce? Are you going to be SEO? Are you going to be SEO? Are you going to be mid market? Are you going to be premium market? Um, are you going to be low market? Are you going to be local? Are you going to be international? Are you going to be news? Are you going to be branding? What type of clients are you going to go after? How are you going to differentiate yourself? After that, how are you going to generate business? How much business are you going to generate on, on a certain basis? Uh, what do your projections look like? And then once you put together a real business model that has based on numbers and how much business you think you can generate, Take a hard look at it and then see if that matches the amount of income that you need to survive for your first year, second year, third year as the business grows. For me, I didn't take any income at all for my business for the first six months. So I didn't pay myself anything. And that's a big deal, right? I saved up money. I didn't take I didn't take out any money. I'd been saving money for a long time so that I could do it. So there's a lot that goes into it. I don't think a lot of people think about that. It's, you know, you really planning is is really important um, if you're going to make make that leap. But I don't want to discourage anybody from doing it because I think entrepreneurial spirit is an awesome thing. And that's what our amazing country is built on. So if that is a dream that you have, do it at some point in your life. Just make sure it's the right time. 
I think that's great advice. I think that, you know, hearing about your experience working at agencies, getting multiple reps, understanding multiple different parts of digital marketing, not specifically just SEO, has helped you understand what it takes to manage a large client list and also has given you the credibility to be able to branch out on your own and probably the network as well. So I think that there's definitely a correlation to being at that agency, spending your time building the network, learning multiple skills that set you up for success. And also you mentioned the, the planning that you did as well, you know, having a focus in a direction as well to, to help differentiate yourself. 100%. And just, I mean, digital is huge. There's email, there's paid, there's, you know, there's social, there's chatbots, there's all podcasts. Th- there's podcasts. <laughs> podcasts are on. They're the fastest <laughs> right. growing, in fact. Thank podcasts you. are the fastest growing out of all of them, right? So there's podcasts, there's video. And, and you know, where where's the market going to be five years from now, right? That's another thing to think about. Voice search. Voice search, right? I'm doing a presentation on voice search up in San Francisco in uh, three weeks. And that's the biggest thing, right? Applications. So uh, there's a lot that you need to think about when starting a business. Where do you fit in that market? The best news is for everybody is that digital is growing. 90% of marketers are going to be bringing more money to digital from offline to online. And the, the industry is huge now. And, and there's just so many different ways to attack it. It's just, you got to find the right way. Yeah. I think that also gets down to who you are, what your skill sets are. There's a lot of green grass in front of us. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. There's also a lot of risk when you're taking on your own venture. Last question for you, John. Uh, you mentioned that you have a movie, that you're launching a book. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you have going on. And if anybody wants to follow you, what are the, the right places where they can look for your content? Yeah, so uh, I send out a newsletter every single Thursday. That's all of the the great stuff that I'm creating every week. Uh, so over all the digital marketing news, that's also published on YouTube. I do a couple classes on YouTube a week, and that's growing quite a bit. And then the Ignite Visibility blog, and then just kind of around the web. Um, I do have a new book coming out. It's going to be, I think, one of the cooler things that um, that definitely the coolest thing I've done. And it's about um, really where the whole industry is headed. And it's I, I can't give it all away right now, but uh, keep an eye out for on the Ignite blog and uh, you know just kind of around the web, and uh, you'll find out more about it there. But other than that, I'll just be here at Ignite Visibility doing my thing, trying to get some results for clients and uh, working with our great employees. So awesome! Well, John, thank you so much for being our guest for helping us launch the Career Day series. I appreciate you coming on the show. Awesome! Thanks, Benjamin. Have a great day. No problem. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for listening to my conversation with John Lincoln, the co-founder and CEO of Ignite Visibility. If you'd like to learn more about John, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You could send him a tweet at John E. Lincoln, J-O-H-N-E-L-I-N-C-O-L-N. Or you could visit his company's website at Ignite Visibility, I-G-N-I-T-E-V-I-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O.
And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have any general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can always send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we'd be honored if you'd leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.